Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everyone. This is the 99th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. I don't think I've shared this on my podcast, but my quote COVID project has been writing a second book. This book is going to be for moms of daughters 18 to 25, and I can't wait to share it with you. I just finished writing chapter eight, and it's starting to feel like a real book. My goal is to finish writing it by June, and then it will be off to the publisher. The reason I'm writing this book was thinking about neuroscience. If your prefrontal cortex isn't developed until 25, then we are sending immature brains off to college. And yet, our 18-year-olds are proclaimed as legal adults. This can create cognitive dissonance, which is a fancy psychological word, in moms. 18-year-olds have these legal rights, and yet you see the emotional immaturity. I think these are really confusing years for moms. What are you supposed to do with all of that? So I address why it's confusing and talk about where to let go and what is your role to play. So my transition chapter from Dial Down the Drama to my new book is chapter one, where I address moms of juniors and seniors. Today, I'm not going to read the chapter, but I will share some ideas from that chapter. After working with moms and teens for decades, I see predictable traps that moms of juniors and seniors fall into. When you fall into this trap, your relationship with your teen is strained and draining. This podcast will help you avoid those common pitfalls of being a mom of a junior and senior so you won't miss these precious years with your teen before they're off at college. With a little information, awareness, and strategy, you're going to be able to avoid the traps and glean the good stuff, all those experiences you hope for before he or she leaves home. Why is junior and senior year so hard? Your teen's eye is on the prize, their independence, getting out of the house and doing what they want. They're more reliant on their friends and are super busy. You feel them slipping away. It's hard because the reality hits. She's going to graduate in a year. He's going to graduate in a year or in six months. You're knee deep in the college application process and your teen doesn't seem to be taking it as serious as you. And of course, this stresses you out. You could relax if you saw your teen was being responsible, but you don't. And that's where you feel the pressure. I have to get them ready before they leave home. You want to see them being mature and responsible, but you don't see evidence of this. I have heard this statement from parents for decades. How can my teen be ready for college if they can't even... dot, dot, dot. Fill in the blank. So how can my teen be ready for college if they can't even manage their money? Or if they can't 
even clean their room, if they won't even work on their college applications, if they can't even get up on time, if they are so irresponsible with their drinking, if they won't even do the chores. And when you see this irresponsibility, it can throw you in a panic. I've talked to countless moms who are so done with the drama with their juniors and seniors, and I especially remember Jen. Jen had just come home from work wearing a white jacket over her black skinny jeans with her red pumps. Her makeup looked fresh, her long hair had soft curls that were impressively still in place at 6 p.m. Just beneath that perfect exterior, however, I sensed exhaustion as she walked through my office door. How can I help you? I asked. I'm miserable, Jen said, before she even hit the couch. My daughter Emily is a senior in high school. I don't know if I'll survive this year. She's being a total hornet. Every time I bring up something about her college applications or her college essays, she pushes back with a rapid, I know, I know, I know. Obviously, she doesn't know because her grades are dropping and she keeps procrastinating. Everything with her is a huge battle. She's either in her room with the door shut or she's out with her friends. When she does talk to me, she's just mean. We both took a breath. So what I shared with Jen in my office that day and what I'm sharing here with you is that our teens can be unwise, immature, and unrealistic, and yes, overly dramatic about everything. But what I found in my practice and through my experience is that we as mothers sometimes make things worse, even when we think we're being helpful. Most of the drama between mothers and older teens is caused by our laser focus on our teen's future. And it's hard to be present in a relationship when your mind and mouth are always running six months ahead. By becoming more self-aware and by better understanding where our teens are developmentally, we can be responsible parents and at the same time enjoy our high school senior. We can ensure our teens have what they need to launch into life while also relishing the time we still have with them, allowing them to continue to brighten our lives with their energy, aliveness, playfulness, and their anything-is-possible spirit. Though your teen is less dependent on you and spending most of her time with her friends, you still matter, and your relationship matters. I reached out to the moms on my Instagram page and my Facebook page, and I asked them a question. The reason I asked them the question is because when we're on the verge of milestone moments in life, we often have trouble distinguishing what's truly important and what just isn't. For example... Bridezillas. So when I asked my community of moms, what would you have done differently in your daughter's senior year in high school? I loved their honest responses. So here are some of them. I'd educate myself better on how to respond during conflicts. I'd try harder to parent my teen without being so afraid, and I'd learn not to take things personally. I wish I worked more on communication skills. I needed to really listen to her perspective and opinions instead of automatically saying no. I'd focus more on connecting and less on correcting. I'd spend more time coaching, nudging, supporting, 
spend more time focused on her gifts and strengths, and less time worrying about the condition of her room. I would not parent out of fear. I think I'd be more appreciative of the transition she was in and that she really had one toe in high school and a foot in college. I should have listened to her. If I could have done something differently in the past year, I would have celebrated our bond by doing more silly things together, things that would create memories that would stand out for both of us. There's a lot of hard-earned wisdom to mine from these moms as you yourself move into this new phase of parenting. I'd focus more time on connecting and less on correcting. Is it the heart of their advice? In other words, moms missed out on something they really wanted because they got caught up in all the drama of junior-senior year. What did they miss? They missed an authentic, close, and even enjoyable relationship with their teens their last years at home. To have a healthy relationship with your teen, they need to be truly seen. And this won't happen when mom is caught in her own agenda. Since this is really what every mom wants, what happens to moms of juniors and seniors? Well, all of a sudden, the moment you realize she's starting her junior year, the OMG, we need to get serious now alarm goes off in your head. Your brain puts out an all points bulletin that your teen's future is at stake like never before. You panic. The pressure rides in. You think, I need to double down, which means your teen needs to double down. Your eye is on the prize, which for many moms, including you, means that your daughter graduates from high school and gets accepted into the right college. You have a future focus, an end goal. Low grades are the enemy, and it feels like it's all on you to push this thing through. This is exactly how you don't get the most out of your teen's last few years at home for either of you. I've spent my career listening to moms, like Jen and like you, tell me what matters to them. And here's what I know. Everything you do for your junior or senior, you do to help them attain their dreams. You want him to be successful and happy. So every time you confront your teen for a failing test grade or her lack of motivation, every time you march into her room and say, stop FaceTiming your boyfriend and study for your SAT, Every time you push her to work on her college essay, every single time you tell him what to do or what not to do, you do it for their sake, for their future. And for all your effort, are you accomplishing your goals? Do you feel he or she's inspired by your constant prodding to do their best? My guess is it probably feels like you can never get a break. Despite how hard you try, you feel ignored, ineffective, and misunderstood, and you worry that you don't have the skills, the patience, or the energy to parent her through the challenges of these last few years of high school. So, let's acknowledge that you love your teen, you're a great mom, and all your intentions are in the right place. But let's also acknowledge that your message is clearly not getting through no matter how often or how loud you yell. Why? Because you're obsessing and not connecting here, and you can't be heard if you can't connect. In my first book, Dial Down the Drama, I talk about powerless parenting messages, which are covert messages that we can pick up from our culture. 
They unconsciously give us our marching orders, but these messages often lead to disempowering us and aren't helpful in any way. So there is a powerless parenting message that moms of juniors and seniors pick up. All the pressure that you feel is fueled by this message, and here it is. The end goal, my teen's future is more important than my teen's well-being and our relationship. Supporting thoughts might include, I'm not supposed to be my teen's best friend, which is code for, she can hate me, I don't care, I'm going to push her over the finish line come hell or high water. In fact, my teen is supposed to hate me because that's the only way she'll leave home. Implied in these powerless parenting messages is that the end justifies the means. This is binary, either-or thinking. Either your daughter completes her lab report and hates you, or your daughter fails her lab and loves you. It's just not that simple. Your messaging is telling you that your choices, her success versus a good relationship between you, are mutually exclusive and you can't have both. This just isn't true. When it comes to parenting, especially parenting an older teen, the end does not justify the means. Looking to attain some, quote, end goal for your teen with no care as to how you get her there or him there, with no care as to how he feels, will only undermine her trust in you. It can damage her self-image, erode his confidence, and jeopardize your relationship. Beyond making us irritable, harboring negative messaging disempowers us as parents. If all you're doing is fighting, then you're not tuned into your son or daughter. You won't know how they feel, what they're thinking, or what's on their heart. If you're always on their back, you risk them hiding from you and not reaching out when the issue's more serious than an overdue term paper. And even if they don't come to you, you won't be available for them emotionally. These negative messages also rob us of our joy as parents and our ability to create positive experiences with our teen. They bring tension into our homes and affect our health. We end up missing out on all the good stuff, the simple, ordinary things like playing with the dog on your bed or talking in the kitchen. The things we'll miss the most once our teens are in college, which also happen to be the times that they're most likely to relax and let you in. Cultivating a positive, empowering messaging around your mother-teen relationship is essential for effective parenting and vital for your daughter's well-being, not to mention a more enjoyable way to spend her last few years at home. Moving into the positive mindset we want for parenting our teens through these last few years at home begins by pulling ourselves out of the traps that keep us stuck in a negative mindset. And here's a big one, the college trap. Now, I love higher education. I mean, I have three master's degrees, but let me tell you what I mean by the college trap. You know you're caught in the college trap when you become obsessed about everything regarding your teen's post-high school life. You want to control every aspect of it, monitoring grades, college essays, scheduling college visits, etc. 
You're so fearful for her future that you become preoccupied with it, causing you to intentionally or unintentionally turn a blind eye toward how she's doing emotionally, physically, and socially right now. You no longer recognize, so you can no longer take advantage of, opportunities to connect with her. When I asked Jen what exactly prompts Emily's reactions towards her, she told a story most moms in this phase of parenting would relate to. Just about anything sets her off, Jen said, like when I tell her she needs to bring her grades up if she's going to get into a good college, or when I remind her she needs to get her homework done and prepare for her SAT, or when I tell her to return a call to an admissions counselor. How does that make you feel, I asked. Emily frustrates me so much. She has so much going for her, but she is unmotivated and lazy. Jen sighed. She got quiet, then added, It's okay. I'm not supposed to be your best friend. I only have one year left of this. Jen, like most moms, thought she was doing what she was supposed to be doing as a mother, securing Emily's future, even if it made them both miserable. That drive combined with her powerless parenting message, Emily is unmotivated and lazy and I'm not supposed to be her best friend, now had Jen stuck firmly in the college trap. With all eyes on the future, Jen was looking right past her daughter, seriously limiting her ability to parent. As Jen and I worked on the college trap in her sessions, she came to see how it kept her in her own story closed her off from Emily, and made parenting an older teen nearly impossible. The next step was to set herself free. That began by changing her powerless parenting message into a powerful parenting message, one that would empower Jen to create the relationship she wanted with her teen, still be a responsible parent, and get the most of these next few years with Emily. A powerful parenting message starts with a positive vision for what your relationship with your teen can be. Jen wanted she and Emily to like each other again. Well, at least be able to be in the same room, she said. I also want Emily to become more autonomous, but still feel she can turn to me when she needs to. Does that make sense? It did. I then encouraged Jen, and now I'm encouraging you, to think about who you would need to be to realize the relationship you've defined. What does it look like in real life? How do you and your daughter treat each other? What's the dynamic between you? And then create a powerful parenting message that expresses that. If you're like most moms I see in my practice, your new powerful parenting message might go something like this. I trust my daughter and support her in her best next step. I choose to listen, enjoy, and stay connected to my daughter or your son. It's one thing to say it, I know, but to make it your mindset means thinking through and understanding every phrase, not just what they mean intellectually, but what each will demand from you and what living each will look like in your everyday interactions with your daughter. So the first one, I trust my daughter. Trusting a teenager isn't easy because their work's in progress and our comfortable old drama traps, fear and control can creep up and blind us from seeing our teens, strengths, character and abilities. 
So if this is part of your message, you might find the power to live this phrase by turning your attention towards what you do trust in your daughter. What are her strengths? What areas does she succeed in? What about resiliency? Where has she bounced back from a mistake? How has she gotten back on track? Where do you see her making an effort? What do teachers or other parents say about her? Is she creative? Is she innovative? Is she a leader? Why do her friends like her? And of course, you can substitute him in there. And support her best next step. You have to know what your daughter considers her best next step to be before you can support it. That requires you to know your daughter right now, not who she was at 10 or who she wants to become or who you want her to become. If you don't know her, then you're only pushing for what you think is best, the right college or the right major, according to you. So mom, this part of the message requires you to be present. I choose to listen, enjoy, and stay connected to my daughter. This means that when you walk in the front door after work and all you want to do is change your clothes and check your messages, you take a minute to check in with your daughter. You ask her about her day and then you give her 100% of your attention for the next five minutes. This means when you have been obsessing about when your daughter is going to clean her room or if she studied enough for the midterm, you put your monitoring hat aside for five to ten minutes and take time to talk about issues around her heart, like what is going on with her friends or with her boyfriend. A powerful parenting message doesn't eliminate the worries or the challenges, either yours or your daughter's. What it does do is give you a positive perspective from which to meet these challenges. It keeps you in the present and clear on your intentions. Most of all, it encourages you to connect to your teen so you can be there and she can trust you to guide her towards being self-sufficient while making the most of her last years at home. As with any major mindset shift, living your powerful parenting message doesn't just happen presto. It's a two steps forward, one step back kind of proposition for most of us. However, by putting a practice of self-awareness and a support team in place before you start on this journey, you make it much easier to keep moving in the right direction. A practice of self-awareness lessens the power of those outside forces and keeps your focus on what you truly want, your teen's happiness. Even if we're pulled away from time to time, self-awareness can bring us back into alignment with our powerful parenting message so we can stay connected to our teen. To obtain self-awareness takes some distance, like climbing up the bleachers of a stadium and looking down at the field of your life. This space allows for you to observe and be curious about your life in order to ask yourself orienting questions like, what's really going on with my teen? What's going on with me? Why am I exhausted? Why am I so stressed? What am I really afraid of? Why am I not happy? Why do I not like my teen right now? Is this who I want to be in this moment? Does this thing I'm yelling about really matters? What do I need? The second thing that can be a real help in staying true to your powerful parenting message is help. 
support from outside sources like family, friends, neighbors, tutors, driving instructors, whatever and whomever can lighten your load. Because there's no need to carry this junior-senior angst all alone. And there's no reason you should be the go-to expert for everything your teen needs to do. For your own emotional support, start out by finding one trusted person who you can be totally real with, especially when you have a lot whirling around in your brain. Your spouse, of course, seems like a natural choice for emotional support. Consider, though, they might be just as freaked out about your child's choices and behaviors as you are. Also, often clients tell me that when they turn to their husbands for understanding, they instead get criticism and impatience, and that's not what you need. You might seek out and talk to moms who have kids already in college. They have a perspective you need, mostly. They can tell you it's going to work itself out, and they can assure you that even though their teen didn't get into their dream college, their child ended up exactly where they needed to be. Going to a psychotherapist or a life coach can be a huge gift to yourself at this time. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It means that you want the best for yourself and your daughter. Leaning on an expert can relieve your fears and guide you through the adolescent wilderness. Jen came to me because she needed emotional support and she needed parent coaching. Jen needed a strategy. Her way wasn't working. Don't be shy about hiring professionals to help your daughter either. Many of my clients have told me the best gift I ever gave myself was hiring a consultant to help my daughter with her college essays. (laughs) And repeatedly in my practice, I see that college essays become a focal point for family drama. You have never needed your community more than when you're parenting an older teen. Give yourself permission to put your team together and make life better for yourself and for your daughter right now. So what does it look like when mom is guided by a powerful parenting message, a practice of awareness, and proper outside support? From what I've seen in all my years of practice, it looks like a mom who knows when her teen needs her to step in and when mom needs to step away. Like a mom who can put her monitoring aside for a while and enjoy her teen in the present moment. Like a mom who's able to support her teen towards their best next step while remaining connected. In other words, a mom who dials down the drama so that she can enjoy these precious years with her teen. So I want to close with a story about me and my daughter. My daughter was a senior and had been a challenging time for us. One evening, I burst through the front door, ready to relax after work. My daughter was lying on the rug in the living room with her laptop open and said, Mom, watch this video. Pushing through a mountain of resistance, I got on the floor and watched the video. To my surprise, it was Josh Groban, and I loved it, especially because he sang a duet with a woman in the audience. I joked and said, that's on my bucket list. Seconds later, I heard, Mom, come here. Josh is going to be in Houston next week. We should go. My first thought was, I can't. But then I looked down at her eager face, and this quiet voice said, She's inviting you into her life. Don't miss this. Though I really am not a spontaneous person, I said, Let's go. A minute later, 
Mom, there are two seats in the center on the second row. Now, I typically get seats on the last row, but I said, sure, let's do it. Before the concert started, my daughter said, Mom, let's get a picture in front of the stage. As we stood there with our arms around each other getting our picture taken, I thought, when does your senior daughter ever want to get a picture with you? I treasured this moment and wanted to hold on to it. My heart was so happy throughout the entire concert. Well, I never sang a duet with Josh, but I got something better. This priceless time with my daughter, especially since I knew she'd be leaving soon. At the end of the concert, my daughter turned to me and said, Mom, aren't you glad you didn't miss this? And I gave her a big hug. When we got back to the car, my daughter plugged back into her world. As she looked down at her phone, I reflected on the last two years. I definitely wasn't perfect, but I can honestly say that I didn't miss these precious years with my daughter. Dear moms, don't miss these precious years with your teens. They are irreplaceable. Embrace and cherish them. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.